we're going to be in John chapter 15 and begin reading in verse 7. Thank you, Brother Bond, for the opportunity. And uh, I'm always nervous because I don't want to, I don't want to fail the Lord. I want to be a vessel for Him, and it's, I don't take it lightly when I get the opportunity to, to preach. And um, I just, I want to serve Him and be what He wants me to be and say what He wants me to say. And uh, the best way to do that that I found is to just get out of the way and let the Lord work through it. And um, I've been thinking about this message today, and Brother Bond texted me this morning and asked me if I could preach, and um, and um, the Lord put this message on my heart, and then I was looking at another message, and I was going to preach it, and I felt like that was going to be a good message, and then about 30 minutes ago, the Lord said, no, if you want me to be with you, then you need to preach this message. You can go and preach that other one on your own, but if you want me, then you're going to have to preach this one. And um, I feel like this message is needed today, especially in my life, because I want to grow to love the Lord more and more. And um, I want to be closer to the Lord than I was yesterday. And uh, that's what this message is speaking about, is um, just loving the Lord and we'll begin reading in verse 7, and we'll read down to verse 10. If a man abide, let's see, in verse 7, if ye abide in, if you would please stand for the reading of the Bible. And uh, verse 7, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so I have loved you. Continue in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. You may be seated. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank for today. I thank for your blessings and your faithfulness. I pray that you would just use us and strengthen us. I pray that you would just be magnified and glorified in all that we say and do. I pray that you just get us out of the way, Lord God, and that people would see you through me. God, I pray that you would just be lifted up. I thank you for the message. I thank you for speaking to my heart, and I pray that it will be a blessing tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And um, the title of the message is, Do We Love Him? And we see here, in, and I'll just go ahead and get into the message. We see the failing in verse 7. If ye abide in me, my words abide in you. Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done. And um, I see that if ye, you know, the relationship with the Lord, there's benefits to being a child of God. There's benefits, and um, but there's also things that we've got to do. And uh, it says, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done. We'll have favor if we abide in the Lord. And um, if we're not abiding in the Lord, and we start asking the Lord for things, and they don't happen, then we might not be abiding in the Lord like we should. And um, if we abide in Him, we'll be able to ask things, and He'll be able to do them. But first of all, we're going to have to abide in him. And um we see 
in verse 10, it says, If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. In verse 10, the very beginning of verse 10, it says, If ye keep my commandments. And uh, so first we see if, if we abide in him, we'll have favor. If we keep his commandments, his love will abide in us. And in verse 13, we see it says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. We've got a friend, and I've got written down right here, it says, wow. When I read this for the first time, he considers us his friends. And, um, you know, oftentimes I, I think of him as a friend, and he is a friend. He's, he's the best friend I have. But for him to consider me a friend, that's where it gets exciting for me, where he considers me a friend. But for this friendship, there's going to have to be... There, there's got to be something in return for this friendship as in I've got to do what he commands me. I've got to, if he tells me to do something, I've got to do it. And therefore, I'm his friend. And um, I'm his friend because I do what he commands. And uh, what's his commandment? And um, in verse 14, ye are my friends if you do what I command. And verse 17, these things I command you that ye love one another. His commandment is to love one another. And um, he says here in verse, let's see, verse 15, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known to you. Um, he's saying, he's not calling us a servant, he's calling us a friend. And... Uh, for the Lord to call us a friend is a is a is a privilege, really, and um, for this friendship, we're gonna have to obey His commandment, and that is to love one another. And the word command means um, to commit. It is a commitment to command. A command is for something for us to commit to. As followers of Christ, His command is for something for us to commit to. And this commitment is for us to love one another. And um, so we see the failing. Oftentimes we don't do these, these three, if ye abide. Oftentimes I don't abide in him, and therefore I don't have favor. And uh, oftentimes I don't follow his commandments, and therefore I don't. his love will not abide in me. And... If I don't love one another, then how, and I'll continue in the message, and I'll look at this word abide, but there's some things that we're going to have to do to really love the Lord. There's some things that we're going to have to, if he tells us to do it, then we're going to have to do it for the next step in our relationship with the Lord. And I'm not just talking about salvation. I'm talking about once we get saved, it should be our desire to want to grow closer to the Lord and want to love him more every day because the last 10 minutes is how faithful he's been and we can look back in our lives and know that he is worth loving and he is worth serving and uh, it should be our desire to follow after him and want to love him more every day. So, um, secondly, we see the fruit and um, I'll read verse 5. 
I'm the vine, ye are the branches, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, this same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. And uh, that really puts me in my place, as in puts us in our place, as we realize that we can do nothing without him. We really, whatever we've tried to do, whatever we think we accomplish, it's nothing without him. And so, uh, this word abide means to stay or to live. And um, it says abide in me. If we live in him, if, if it's our desire to live in Christ, is he our life? Is Christ our life? And um, so every day we should go to him for instructions, and, uh, but we should follow these instructions. You can ask somebody for direction somewhere, and they can tell you how to get there, but if you don't go by each direction that they give you, you're going to end up somewhere else. You're not going to end up at that destination. And for if we wake up in the morning and ask the Lord for direction and instructions, if we don't follow his directions and follow his, his instructions, then we, and it's really no surprise where we end up at the end of the day. We feel further away from the Lord and because uh, we end up going our own way. So if we don't go by his instructions and directions, then uh, we're not abiding in him. So we see the word abide means to stay or to live and to stay in him. You know, it says here the word abide means to stay or to live. To live somewhere, I've, we've lived different places, and, um, but we move. You know, we keep moving. And uh, we haven't moved in the last seven years, but before with Daddy's work, we've moved different places. And, um, but here this word means to stay. You know, I want to live in him, but I want to stay in him. I don't want to just live for him today and tomorrow I'm back on my own doing my things. I want to stay in him. I want to abide in him today and tomorrow and as long as I can. And I want to follow him and I want to abide in him. And uh, we see the labor in verse 5. And it says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. The labor. Um, when we labor on our own, like I said, it's, it's nothing. And uh, as mature Christians, I'm sure you found out that down through the years, when you tried to do stuff on your own, it just turned out to be nothing. And uh, when you tried to do things on your own, when you, you know, when we try to do things on our own, I found out when people do things on their own, they don't want no help. It's because they want the credit. And um, I do that a lot. I find myself, if I want to do something on my own, I don't want any help. It's because when people say, who did this? I want to be able to say, I did this. Who helped you? Well, nobody. Well, here's the thing is, if we're laboring on our own, we're trying to get the credit. We're trying to keep where people's keeping their eyes on us. And that's not the way we should be. When we labor for Christ and labor with Christ, it is something. But when we labor on our own and we try to get the glory and the praise, it's nothing. So we see the labor. And um, if we live and labor in him, we can bring forth much fruit. And if we don't, I see the long care in verse 6. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. You know, I, I like trees. I climb trees a lot. Especially, I used to climb trees a lot, and I still do some. But 
you go up that tree and there's different kinds of branches. You know, there's bigger branches that's, that's gotten more nutrients and they're stronger and they support you better. And uh, there's smaller branches that you might be able to step on closer to the closer to the tree, the trunk of the tree, and they're stronger closer to the trunk as you get. They're stronger. Even a small branch, even a branch that big, you can step on right at the tree. But as you go to get out, it starts to bend. Now, a bigger branch, as they get more nutrients, you're able to, the further you get out, you can actually grab and pull up on. And as, as branches, there's different kinds of branches as you go up, and sometimes that branch will look alive right at that tree. It'll look alive, and as soon as you grab it, it snaps. And so there's different kinds of branches, and if you find that one branch that is, is rotten and breaking down, you might find a leaf on it. You might find a little bit of life in that branch, but there's just... It's actually pulling nutrients from all the other branches. It's actually not good for this tree. And as, as it says, for this branch, if he abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. This branch is, is pulling the rest, the nutrients from other branches. And... Um, there's Christians in churches today, and I don't want to be this, this kind of Christian. I don't want to be the kind that pulls, that actually hinders the service from other Christians getting nutrients, from other Christians getting help from the Lord. I don't want to be that branch that sucks the nutrients from other branches and other branches trying to bring forth fruit and hindering the Lord from being in his house. I don't want to be that branch. And, um, and I call it the sucker branch. I don't know, I'm sure a lot of you have grown tomatoes but a lot of times tomatoes they'll have a little vine that the little branch that'll grow right there and uh it doesn't it never produces fruit but it's a pretty little branch and uh but you have to pull those off and if you don't that that'll actually outrun the other limb that little that little uh it's a little sucker branch it'll out it'll actually outrun that other branch but it'll never produce fruit and you have to pluck it from it and it's if we're not careful, the Lord will pluck us if we're not if we're hindering other people from getting what they need from the Lord, the nutrients that they get out of the message. If we're not careful, we're we're apt to be plucked. And uh I'm not saying I'm not saying um salvation or nothing, definitely not. I'm talking about when you see people leave the church and you see people start wandering off and you see people start drifting away and you and I and I can see and I can tell when people start drifting and I can tell when myself starts drifting but you can see those people when they start drifting away and they're actually hindering the people of God from getting things from the Lord and uh I just I think the Lord really knows what he's doing and and eventually you see those people start disappearing out of the church and they start leaving and you don't see them no more now and am I saying that they don't go to another church and the Lord deals with them there no I'm just saying as of right now, here, they're hindering this, this vine. They're hindering all the branches from producing fruit. And um, so if we're not careful, we'll hinder other people from getting what they need from the service if we're not where we need to be with the Lord. So um, thirdly, we see the friend in verse 13 and verse 15. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends. If you do whatsoever I command you, henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, 
but I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. And uh, we see the selflessness, willing to die for a friend. And um, I got to thinking, and I was thinking of this point right here, and I was going to start talking about my friend, John, in, in, in Georgia, a good friend. And uh, But I, I think what the Lord's saying here is, He's talking about himself here um, as our friend. You know, he considers us his friend if we do what he commands. And he, he was willing to die for us. He was willing to die on the cross for our sins. So if we're doing what he wants us to do, he is our friend. So therefore, that love would be for us to die for him as our friend. And uh, as our friend, I want to be able to say that I'm willing to die for the cause of Christ. Now, until that moment comes... I probably won't never know. I mean, people say all the time, I'm willing to, I'm, I'll go through anything for the Lord, but, you know, they rarely come to church, and I don't know how they're going to, I don't know how it's going to get harder in the last days and they think they're going to stand when they can't stand right now. But, um, but we see how they think, they can say right now that I'll be willing to die for Christ. And uh, I'd like to say that I would be willing to die for Christ, but, I don't read my Bible like I should, and uh, I'm not dedicated to him like I should. And how could I say, me, how can I say that I would die for Christ if I'm not committed to loving him and keeping his commandments right now, much less when times get harder, when it's harder for us to meet, when it's, time, when it's harder for us to get out and witness to people? How can we say that we'll be willing to die for him in these harder times when right now, I mean, it's hard right now, but it's nothing like it's going to be. And um, so we got to stand right now and be willing to die for our friend, Jesus Christ. And uh, the servant, verse 15, we're more than servants. Um, we are servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, but we're more than servants. And um, a servant doesn't know what its master is doing or why. You know, they just have to do it. You know, a servant is out in the field serving its master, and the reason it's out there is doing what the master is saying. Now, as servants for Jesus, we are doing what he's commanding us to do, but we have, we know why we're doing what we're doing, and we know why we're serving the Lord, and because uh, we want to, we want to serve the Lord, and we want to go out and tell people about Him, because we love Him. Now, as a servant. We, we want to serve him because that's the way that he wants us to be. But we are more than servants. We are his friends. And um, we are to serve the Lord, but we are more than servants. And uh, he says um, we are his friends, and we know why we serve him. And uh, because he showed his love for us when he died on the cross. And um, it should, it's not hard to love such a friend. It's not hard to love such a savior. Um, you know, I didn't ask him to die on the cross for me. He willingly went for me. And um, it, and that's just, it's a blessing to me to know that I have such a friend that would do that for me. And um, it's easy to love such a friend. And uh, fourth, we see the faithful love in verse 9 and 11. It says, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. 
If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. The continuance in verse 9, it says, Continue in my love. Um, the Lord, God sent his Son to die for us, and that was him showing his love to us. And Jesus dying on the cross for us was showing his love to us because he went through with it. He didn't have to go through it, but that was him showing his love to us, continuing in his love. Now we are to continue in his love, sharing it with others and loving one another. And um, we can love one another by caring for one another. And um, so he shows us his love by dying on the cross for us. And now we can live for him. And uh, we should love one another. In verse 17, that's his commandment. These things have I commanded you that you love one another. That's his commandment. That's what we should do. And um, he's commanded us to love one another. And uh, in verse, verse 11, it says, These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you, that your joy might be full. I want my joy to be full. And to do this, I've got to love one another. And to do this, I've got to abide in Him. And um, if we're abiding in Him, then our joy will be full. If we're not happy, then we're not abiding in Him. If we're not happy in the house of God, this, this should be the happiest place. Like Brother Bond said, this is, this is next to heaven. This is the best on earth that we have it. And we should be happy. If we're not happy right here, then we need to be checking on some things. And um, so His joy... If we continue in him and if we abide in him, our joy will be full. And um, so when we love one another, we love him and he loves us and that gives us joy. That is our joy. When we love one another and he loves us, that is our joy. That is my joy. When I go to bed and I know that I've loved one another and I know that he loves me, that gives me joy. And um, I want my joy to be full. And by doing this, I'll keep his commandments. And um, we know he loved us because he died on the cross for our sins. But here's the question, and this is the, this is the end. Do we love him? And uh, in John 14, verse 15, it says, If you love me, keep my commandments. And um, that's what the Lord was dealing with me about. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And... Uh, you know, I was talking to the Lord, and you know, I'm like, Lord, I, I want to love you more. And uh, this verse came up in my mind, and then He said, "If you love me, you'll keep my commandments." And um, time after time, I failed Him. Time and time, I've not loved one another like I should. And there's more commandments than just loving one another. And uh, we're we're not to have any other gods before us. And as I look in my life, I think of things that take my time from the Lord, and I think, you know. With me, I love hunting, I love fishing, and, um, and things can become a, a god, really, if we let it. I know a preacher, he, don't, he doesn't hunt anymore. He said he used to love it, and he hasn't hunted in 30 years because the Lord convicted him because he, he treated it as a god. And um, if we're not careful, these things will become to take place in our life. And um, as hunters and fishermen, I mean, when's the last time we canceled a hunting trip to go to church? Um, I just... In my life, this is what the Lord's dealing with me. And um, I, want, I want to be able to say I love the Lord. That's my, that's my desire to just be able to say I love Him. I want to love Him more, but do I love Him 
at all, really. I mean, I want to say I do love him, but am I keeping his commandments? And uh, if we love one another, if we're keeping his commandments, if we're not putting anything else ahead of God, if we're not putting anything else in the place of God, then we'll be loving him, and our joy will be full. And uh, that's what I've got, and that's, I think, with me, I want to love the Lord more, and that's by keeping his commandments. And um, so that's the question tonight, do we love him? And um, as a lost person, I look back, and I, I was going to preach this in the other message, but this is what the Lord put on my heart for right now in this last little end. As a lost person, I was miserable. I was miserable. I look back, and I just, nights before I got saved, months, but every night I'd go to bed, I'd, I'd be scared to death because I didn't want the Lord to come back because I knew I was lost. And as Christians, I feel like we forget how bad it was. As saved children of the Lord, I feel like we forget how bad it was before we got saved. And, and we begin to desire that, that life before. And, uh, but if we look back, it's, it was so bad. It was so miserable. And um, our testimony is it's worth so much. A good testimony is worth so much, but it's often sold so cheap to the world. And uh, if we have a good testimony, that is something to cherish, a good testimony for the Lord. And um, oftentimes the Lord can use that. And um, I, I want to have a good testimony for the Lord. I want to serve God and I want to love him more. And by loving him, I'm going to have to keep his commandments. And thank you, Brother Bond. Thought about talking about how we love the Lord and our love for the Lord. I told y'all before, one of the greatest lessons I ever learned had been very long ago. Me and Brother Mark was in the work truck, I think. Brother Will, I don't know if he was in there with us or not. My little grandson, Mace, we'd go by the store in the morning. We'd get us a biscuit or whatever. Awesome. One of us asked the blessing. We sat back in the truck before we go any further. And that particular morning, Brother Mike, I looked at Mays and I said, Mays, ask the blessing, son. And he, he began to pray and he began to thank the Lord. He kind of choked up a little bit. He said, Lord, I love you. He said, but Lord, will you help me to love you more? And I about had to pull over side the road right there myself and have prayer meeting right by myself. Lord, will you help me to love you more? Most of us have got a certain amount of compassion for the Lord. But I wonder how many of us really love Him. You love me, Brother Daniel's already said, keep my commandments. You love me, you're going to do what I've told you to do. If you love me, you're not going to make excuses. If you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. 
we think we can dictate the love of God and we can change what we want to change about it. Remember that book that you're holding in your lap or is sitting beside you on a pew. That's the final authority. God's not going to ask you ask us our opinion about it, whether or not we believe it. He's not going to ask us whether we accepted that particular version or not. He's just going to tell us, that's my word. You love me. Keep my commandments. I wonder how many of us tonight can say, Lord, I love you. And it's proof by how I keep your commandments. Could we say, Lord, I love you. But help me to love you more.